We're here all the time to walk in that divine will of the creator of that one. But what does that even mean? We have gotten used to, to reading so many things that, yes, practice the truth, become the truth, realize the truth, walk in the will of God. But there isn't always contemplation on these things to really start understanding what that even means, what that even looks like. Let's, in this episode of Jabji Saib, let's explore this and go deeper so that we can actually start walking in the will of God instead of just reading that. Welcome to the Jabji Saib podcast. In this episode, we'll be going through the first stanza and diving deep and contemplating the words of Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Guru Nanak Dev Ji asks a rhetorical question, and this question is for every seeker. When we reach that, that stage in our life, because in the beginning, when somebody comes onto a spiritual path, whether somebody takes on a religion, in the beginning, it's trying to just let go of certain habits. In the beginning, it's just about bringing in certain discipline in our life. But then there's a point in our lives that comes that there's this deep inner seeking to want to know the truth, wanting to know our reality. And that's where this question is coming from. This question is born out of that deep inner yearning to explore and to go deeper. Not just now taking on a set of disciplines, but now it's about wanting to actually know our very origin. And from that place, this question is then born. And that question is, give? Satyara huye. Give means how. Satyara means the truth. Which we already explored in the Mool Mantar. When Guru Nanak Dev Ji told us that the name of that one is Sat, is the truth. The truth, meaning the one that has always existed, that one that will always exist. When we now want to go deeper than just this physical body, we want to now go beyond our thoughts, beyond our emotions. And we want to go to that place where it is only but the truth. From that place, this question is born. So this is a seeker's question. It's on your mind. You wake up in the morning, and what's being asked? To our very self, and we're saying this, that give us satyara How do I become that truth? And then the second question, give kura tutta pal. Keeping in mind as well, when, we, when it comes to pronunciation, that these are dulama here, so we're saying kura tutta 
And the second question is saying that how can we break? Because tutte means to break. Kure, kure is referring to faults. And then pal translates to wall. Literally, it means wall. So the question here is that how can the wall of illusion be broken or the wall of falsehood be broken? And this wall is talking about this little bubble of ego. This ego that is continuing to make me think that I am separate, that I am an individual and not allowing me to know the truth, not allowing me to know this oneness of this creation, of how everything is actually working, the truth of everything, the truth of these five elements that this body is made out of, thinking that it's separate to everything else, not realizing it's that very air that is everywhere else that just passes through this body and then becomes a part of this body for that moment. And then we breathe it out again. When I just think this is it, this is me. So this is a deep longing, this question is. Gurnanat Dev Ji helps us to break through the rituals that many of us start believing that is this the way is this going to do it for me if i practice this if i do this in this way is that gonna get me to knowing the truth to becoming the truth so the first thing that gurnanit devji goes through there's four different practices or rituals gurnanit devji will bring to light for us and that's what a guru is. A guru is somebody that brings something to light for us. And that first thing is Guru Nanak Dev Ji will tell us that it's not this that will get you to, that will have you realize the truth or become the truth. And that first thing is Socha Sochna Huvei Je Sochi Lakhwar. And throughout this, series in this podcast you know you can listen out as well for some of the pronunciations so that it can help you in your own pronunciation as well and keeping in mind there are a few different schools of pronunciation so here Gurnanat Dev Ji saying socha sochna huvei this word soch often you may have seen it translated to thinking because in Punjabi, we use the word soch to be thinking. And we always, you know, you'll use this word if you are familiar with Punjabi, we'll say, What was you thinking about? But here, this word soch is actually referring to purification or cleansiness. And Guru Arjan Dev Ji helped us to understand this in the Bani of Sri Sukhmani Sahib. When Guru Arjan Dev Ji said to us that soch kare, so here, Guru Arjan Dev Ji is saying, And if we translate this, it's saying here to us that Dinas means day, Ar means and, Rat meaning night, that 
basically day and night if you was to search yeah not think but search kare to do what to practice cleansing soch kare din se ar raat how do we know that guru sahab here that the guru is actually referring to cleansing and not thinking because when we look at the second pankti here it says man ki mal na tanate jaat because it says that man ki mal the mal the filth of the mind tanate na tanate jaat cannot be taken away through the body meaning through cleansing the body so now this helps us and it clarifies for us that guru nanak dev ji here is saying that socha sochna huvai so now the first socha is the verb because here it's referring to the different types of practices one might go through to physically cleansing the body but in intention of cleansing the mind so then the second one soch is referring to purifying the mind so he's saying guru sahib is saying socha sochna hove via cleansing the body and that could be done via many different ways and practices people went on pil- pilgrimages people went on pilgrimages are places where there are different flowing rivers where people go and bathe what they're saying is that the truth cannot be found by going on different pilgrimages but then on the other side we could look at that even going to certain sarovars that are built around gurdwara sahibs then do they have no place does it mean that they hold absolute no relevance for us to actually do we we don't need to attend them and so that's one is when we're looking at pilgrimages and then two is cleansing of the body could also be doing an ishnan is taking a bath in the morning does that mean even just taking a bath in the morning has actually no you know it's not important it's not needed it's important for us to understand that because sometimes we take something so literally and we start talking against and start saying things like oh well yeah even those aren't needed because the guru said that you won't be able to purify the mind and yes we've got to look at that yes guru sahib is saying to us that in that way we it we won't become the truth even j even sochi lakhwar lakh means 100000 but here it's referring to hundreds of thousands var means times even if you were sochi to cleanse your body hundreds of thousands of times it's not going to get you to realize the truth but it's important to understand that having anishnan has its own place and it's not so when somebody is whether whether it's a sikh when somebody is having their ishnan in the morning which is bathing in the morning today most of us are showering in the morning does it have a place does it have its own relevance yes it does because the guru says to us that kar ishnan 
ਸਿਮਰ ਪ੍ਰਭ ਆਪਣਾ ਮਨ ਤਨ ਭੇ ਅਰੋਗਾ ਕਰ ਇਸ਼ਨਾਨ ਸਿਮਰ ਪ੍ਰਭ ਆਪਣਾ ਤਾਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਦਾ ਟੇਕ ਏ ਕਲੈਂਜ਼ਿੰਗ ਬਾਥ ਸੋ ਓਵਰ ਹੀਅਰ ਇਨ ਵਨ ਸਾਈਡ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਬੀ ਲੁਕਿੰਗ ਐਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਨ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਓ ਵੇਟ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਬੀਨ ਆਸਕਡ ਟੂ ਟੇਕ ਅ ਕਲੈਂਜ਼ਿੰਗ ਬਾਥ ਓਨ ਓਨ ਦੀ ਅਦਰ ਸਾਈਡ ਵੀ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਦੈਟ ਇਟਸ ਨੋਟ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਟੂ ਬੀ ਇਨਫ ਇਟਸ ਨੋਟ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਟੂ ਹੈਲਪ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਰੀਅਲਾਈਜ਼ ਦਾ ਟਰੂਥ ਬਟ ਥੀਸ ਆਲ ਥੀਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਪਲੇ ਅ ਰੋਲ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਵ ਅ ਪਾਰਟ ਟੂ ਪਲੇ ਇਨ ਇਟ it's got its own relevance it helps us to take an ishnan in the morning we all know that it helps us to feel a little bit more alert when even when you've had like a really stressful day you come home and you take a shower you just naturally start to feel better right have you realized the truth no have you got brahm gyan in that moment so probably not right so britain if you ever come home from a program had an ishnan and thought wow that's it i'm done i know god now <laughs> like probably not right no, yeah. No. yeah not happened yet yeah so we know that the guru has said to us to take an ishnan but it's it's not to say that we're going to realize god through that but it can help us to sit down and focus more when we try and meditate on god's name so it all all these things play a part so we can all agree on having a shower can make us feel more alert it can make us feel more fresh help us to concentrate more and we definitely knows it plays a part in sometimes like i said we've been out and about we've picked up all these different energies and it can just make us feel that more fresh afterwards so what about pilgrimage now when we look at pilgrimage because people will say when then what about the surover of Sri Harmandir Sahib what about the surovar of Tarantaran Sahib of all these different places then is do we just does that play no role do we not need to be taking part in do, having a shanan there guru sahib again when talking and saying such things soch soch na hove that is not going to purify your mind but again it's our approach to these sarovars when we go to them it's not that you jump in them and then that's it sometimes because there's so much vibration there of all the gurbani that's been sung there and it's been absorbed all that vibration has been absorbed into that sarovar into that pool it's almost like it can give us a little a kick start towards something and give us a little boost towards our meditation towards our practices but it doesn't mean that the moment that when we start jumping into that surover we're going to have realization of the truth but not to say it doesn't have any form of effect at all towards our spiritual journey and the other thing is again sometimes people are very quick to just write off sarovars or just write off going and bathing in these places in these such these sacred pools in these sacred sarovars but again what guru sahib helped us to do through these sarovars are to take away the filth of the filth of discriminating where caste is concerned and to actually be bathing in that same water without having that discrimination that just because of their caste and if i go into that same pool 
it's going to pollute me and it, these these things helped us to actually break break through that filth within our mind and then gurunanak dev ji move on to the second example that we're going to bring to light for us and some of the practices that were done and still people are carrying out these practices today as well saying chuppa chup na ho gayi je lae raha levtar chuppa means to the practice of silence so there were certain types of where people were referred to as munni and what munni would do is they would practice silence so that was their path that was their way and that the ritual that they actually practiced was just not speaking and remaining silent but guru sahib ji saying here chuppa chup na ho gayi but just because outwardly you decide not to speak they saying that doesn't mean that you've actually gone into a sense of silence je lae raha levtar even if you was to je means if even if you used to just sit there lae continuing to do wa raha levtar and levtar means single mindedly if you just sat there and you made an attempt to go into this deep state of meditation but that doesn't mean the way this mind actually functions and we're going to be able to obtain that inner silence via doing this again when we look at this it's important for us to explore this again from two different perspectives does that then just give us this this green light to yeah it's okay just just speak as much as you want the guru's told us in gurbani and when we look at when guru amardas is talking about the bhagats the devotees and saying that bhagatan ki chal narali chalna narali bhagatan keri bikham marg chalna लाभ लोभ अहंकार ताज तृष्णा बहुत नाही बोलना गुरु साहब जी सेइंग द पाथ ऑफ ए डिवोटी इज दैट एज वेल एज दे रिनाउंस लाभ लाभ ट्रांसलेट्स टू द प्लेजर ऑफ द सेंसेस वेयर द लाइफ इजंट जस्ट कंप्लीटली ड्राउंड इन सीकिंग एंड चेसिंग फॉर द प्लेजर ऑफ द सेंसेस लाभ लोभ lob is greed ahankar is pride tajtrishna and devotee is somebody that goes beyond beyond greed beyond the pleasures of the senses beyond pride taj they they force they give up these things trishna these burning desires for worldly gain bahut nahi bolna but also guru sahib ji says they don't speak too much so when we look at this if we look at that practically now the guru isn't saying to us yeah it's just you can go on speaking as much as you want and in the same breath the guru is telling us if you expect to purify and 
realize the truth by merely practicing silence and not speaking, it doesn't mean the mind has now automatically been purified and your inner thoughts now just automatically stop. So if you think about this now, if we sit in silence, it doesn't mean our thoughts come to a stop. It doesn't mean that the mind now automatically starts to have pure thoughts. So you could sit there quietly, but it doesn't mean now your mind is sat there quiet. We could Sometimes it's actually racing even more. Sometimes when you try and sit there quietly, your thoughts will be even faster. They'll, they'll be intensified and those thoughts can still be very negative. That's why Guru Sahib is saying that the path to self-realization isn't by just being silent outwardly because it doesn't mean the mind has stopped speaking. And what throws a lot of people off is when we when Guru Sahib is saying that even when we sit there and remain in this attempt of going into deep meditation because even in that moment it doesn't mean that when we come out of that meditation it doesn't mean that now all, all of a sudden that our thoughts now stop it's actually now to try and understand what these thoughts are these thoughts are just occurring because of everything we have experienced through our senses Whatever we experience through our senses, it becomes a part of our memory. And from memory, we start having these thoughts. Even when you've sat there in meditation, when you come out of that meditation, it doesn't mean then that's it. Those thoughts stop. It's a function of the mind. We're not trying to get the thoughts to stop in that way. Instead, it's about coming, becoming conscious and creating a gap between the thoughts and realizing that actually I'm more than just my thoughts and I can reach a level of consciousness where I can consciously choose these thoughts and I can consciously then engage with the thoughts that I need that I need to engage with so Again, automatically, when somebody starts to connect in a certain way, you will not just, you wouldn't speak too much anyway. Because every word that you want to speak, you want to speak only in aid of reaching that place of truth. You won't just babble anymore and just speak for the sake of it anymore to try and fill that gap anymore naturally you will start to speak less Guru Nanak Dev Ji moves on to the third thing and this is referring to now Bukhyan Bukhyan is a plural word referring to so the word Bok means hungry and Bukhyan is referring to a whole load of people that are hungry but here not referring to somebody that's just hungry only for food but referring to somebody that is hungry by nature 
meaning those group of people, and I'm sure when we say group of people here, it'd be safe to say we're talking about majority of the population that are in this state of being a bukka or are in or a part of that group that Guru Nanak is referring to as bukkaya, meaning doesn't matter how much somebody accumulates, but still remain hungry, still remain unsatisfied. So that's why when we look at now, if we just do the translation, the literal translation to this body, to this, sorry, to this line, Guru Sahib is Pukhya, Pukhna Uttri. here being the hunger. Now Uttri, Uttri is like when somebody, something literally falls off or has gone away saying that the hunger is just not appeased, that those that are of that nature, their hunger just does not go away. Even if je banna, banna is basically when you are to get a whole load of goods of something, and this is the way people used to travel back in the day, and how they used to actually carry weight. You know what? I Every time I say that back in the day, because of where I'm living anyway in in a part of the world and a part of a society, it's very rare for someone like myself to experience that now. And I always say back in the day when it's not true because there's still people that live like that today. There's still people that actually carry weight in that way, way today. So what we're saying here is that if you... Banna is basically when you're carrying weight but you get a big piece of cloth and you then pile up pile things up and pile them up and then you tie them up in this big kapra and this cloth and you put it on your head what would they normally do is they put like a binna so like something round here on their head where they can balance then all of that weight and then you put it on top of your head and you balance it and you walk and you'll see that this Obviously, there's still people all over the world, many places and countries that still actually carry weight like that, you know, because that's the only means that they've got of carrying goods and carrying weight. So they've got it here. Guru Sahib Ji saying, Par means weight. The word here, Puriya is plural for Puri. Puri means world, so Puriya is worlds. So Gurnanath Dev Ji here exaggerating it for us, saying, never mind just from this earth. Imagine if you started hopping over to the other worlds as well, Puriya, and you gathered all the par, the weight of goods from there, and you had all of that, all the things that you could ever imagine. And if you carried the weight of that, Guru Sahib Ji saying, even having all of those goods, it doesn't mean that you are now going to become fulfilled, where you're going to start to now, where you're going to become the truth. And some of us might say, oh, isn't that obvious? Well, no, because look how many of us are stuck in that rut. There's two ways of looking at this now. One is looking at it from the perspective of the general person that is stuck in accumulating more and more, and that's most of us, that's the truth, right? But the other perspective to this is because, remember, we're looking at different practices because we looked at the practice of um, a pilgrimage, going to pilgrimage, cleansing the body. That was a ritual practice. Um, 
and then we had the practice of remaining silent. This was another practice, believe it or not, where people actually thought, again, I'm sure there's still some pe certain people that live like that, where this is a practice for them to try and obtain or get to God. Where they're saying is that if we are just to actually, you know, accumulate everything, so we get to that point first. So let, let's try and understand this a little bit. So there's an actual practice in saying that the only way would be is instead of your mind continually thinking that, oh, if I was to get this, if I was to get this, saying the only way to know would be is to actually accumulate and gather those things that you refer, that you think that are going to give you that satisfaction. So they're saying that the only way is to actually start gathering. If you think it's going to be having a certain status in this world, becoming famous, for example, could be one of those accumulations. So you then go and do everything you can possible and you become famous. So there's a practice in saying that you would have to Get to that point first to know that that's not it for you obtain the truth. Does that make sense, preacher? And so, like, it's it's saying that you won't know until you think. So, if you're thinking in your head that no, I need that next best camera, and then I'm going to feel complete and know the truth. Yeah, and it there's a practice where people where it said that instead of just not going for that camera you would have to actually go for that camera to reach that spiritual state of knowing, oh, actually, this isn't it. Yeah. So I was thank you. You're always obviously well ahead of the game. It's exactly exact punkti I was going to come to. The guru clarifies this for us, saying, no, look, it doesn't work like that. And you will still hear this certain, I've actually come across certain people that that's their way. That's their taram. So they think you'd then they're saying that you'd have to actually go for it for that for that item, whatever you think it is. Mm. So but Guru Sahib is very clear to us saying, Sahas Khate, Lakako, Utatabe. That you can go for that sahas for that thousand, but don't think that it's gonna stop. Don't think now all of a sudden you're gonna think, no, this isn't it. So now I'll seek God. Actually, you'll get stuck in it more and more and we've all been there you've all heard this vichar it's nothing you know new to most people's ears that by you accumulating this and it's probably just said so many times but you know what i i often think about this yes it has been said so many times but most of us still fall into that trap don't we and Somehow, like there's this unconscious kind of thought behind it, thinking, ooh, maybe we will feel better after this. But like, but we don't. And this is what Guru Sahib is Then you get up for that. It, it, it was probably the hundred thousand that was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, that's what it must have been, right? And so even though sometimes, and I think we're so, we try and be so clever with ourselves, yeah, so clever with ourselves to, 
to say that, you know what? No, 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 no. Like I'm just, it's just for convenience. And sometimes it is, so I'm not saying that's not the case. Sometimes it is literally need this for this. Yeah. And, and there are those times, but so many times there's something inside just thinking that you're going to feel better as well. Yeah. And like it, there's this almost, there's this rush, isn't it? It's that we don't realize that a dopamine hit doesn't only come from chasing likes on social media. It actually comes from hitting that buy button on Amazon as well. You get that same kind of rush and hit. And we don't, even though, yes, we, because we're so, we've got so much information now, we will sit there and actually say, no, 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 it's because I need it for this and this and such and such reason. And it makes so much sense to have that. And there will be those times when that is the absolute truth. But there will be so many times when you just, you do think that you're going to feel more complete. Yeah. And, and actually, like, sometimes you end up feeling more and more frustrated. And this is what Guru Sahibji is saying to us here. That there isn't going to be that satisfaction And sometimes I'm almost reluctant to talk about this Because it feels like we've spoke about it so many times And you sometimes almost like some people think I'm bored of that vichar now I'm bored of talking about that now And sometimes it can almost get like that About this type of chat And you think, yeah, yeah, I know that I know that But we're still stuck in it so, like, do we really know it? And do we need to do we need to stop talking about it? I don't think. Yeah. Sometimes has that ever happened to you? And saying that, oh, that vichar again. Mm. Have you ever felt like that? Um. No, to be honest. No, no. you're good. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. But until until yeah. it goes deep inside and you actually live it. Yeah. And realize. That um, Gurbani could have been uh, condensed down to maybe um, a lot less than it is, but mm. it's there so that it can be instilled into us. Yeah, and we have to remind ourselves. Mm. And it's in the first body there, and it's there for a reason. Yeah, all of us are stuck in it. Yeah, but you know, Guru Guru Nanak Dev Ji, when when they spent those those twenty rupees on Lungar for the um, the hungry sadhus. Um, they bought the best food So it's not to say that You can't have or buy the best But it's the intention behind it yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. totally, totally I went through a phase like that actually Where I went When first kind of came, came into Sikhi I remember going out there And buying the cheapest And the and like the most I don't want to label it the worst That wouldn't be right But like I went and bought like the cheapest version of trainers thinking that that's that's what it means to kind of like be content not realizing like i couldn't even wear them because they were so uncomfortable and they actually just totally messed up my feet and gave me blisters and i couldn't really wear them again so no like like yeah no totally we're not saying that mm. but it is it is like but there is this something inside sometimes feeling that maybe I'll feel more after this but like you so don't 
and 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 that's like kind of the kick every time so that's why we are repeated so many times to say like obviously there's going to be times when like we genuinely need that something and it's not talking about that at all it is is that it's what comes inside behind it as well so even though so sometimes you can have it together where you do actually need that thing but we've still got that thought behind us that we think we're going to feel better as well from inside yeah so it could be i actually needed this glass but say if i also thought i'm going to feel more a part of that truth and and complete and content like that would be that would be the the idiotic part <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, so uh yeah so pukhya pukhna utri je banna puriyan par so like i said away a lot of people won't end up throwing this line into the the mix of a religious practice for some because this actually was a way to say just that thing that you are desiring so bad like the best thing to do is just live it out and practice that that particular thing to its fullest and then you will actually just get bored of it and you will think oh no that no no that's not it but that's not it's very important to understand that's not the 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 path that guru nanak brought in brought to light for us because even if you look at this could be looked at in the sense of like remaining hungry in the sense of of fasting too that don't think that even if you start fasting that you're going to start feeling more satisfied towards food in that sense you know it's it could be looked at in that way as well ke bukhya actually staying hungry from food doesn't mean your inner hunger for that food is going to go now Yeah, not to say that I'm not overlooking some of the benefits that fasting might have on an actual physical level, and just generally, you know, eating more controlled and less, because you know, Pai Gurdasji has told us these things. How this goal kamaya, thoda sava, thoda hi kabe that you know, sleeping in, uh, sleeping in moderation, eating in moderation. like we saw even speaking in moderation like the bugads did you know because now you don't want to just you, because you don't want to end up eating so much where you feel lethargic and tired and your whole system is using up its energy to try and digest that food where you can't even now think about connecting to god you can't even think about connecting on a higher level the next thing that guru sahib is bringing to light for us is ਸਹਸ ਸਿਆਣਪਾ ਲੱਖ ਹੋ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਇੱਕ ਨਾ ਚੱਲੇ ਨਾਲ ਸੋ ਹੀਅਰ ਸਹਸ ਅਗੇਨ ਮੀਨਿੰਗ 1000 ਐਂਡ ਥੈਨ ਸਿਆਣਪਾ ਲੱਖ ਹੋਏ ਬਟ ਦੈਨ ਇਟਸ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਲੱਖ ਮੀਨਿੰਗ 100000 ਸੋ ਸਿਆਣਪਾ ਆ ਇਜ਼ ਰੈਫਰਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਕਲੈਵਰਨੈਸ ਐਂਡ ਈਵਨ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ 100000 ਹੰਡਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਥਾਊਜ਼ੈਂਡਸ ਆਫ ਡਿਫਰੈਂਟ ਕਲੈਵਰ ਟ੍ਰਿਕਸ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਥਿਸ ਰੈਫਰਿੰਗ ਟੂ that ekna challe nal not even one of those will work with god what that means is that 
that when we started off with the question of what is this divine law or divine will, there's a divine, everything is made within, God has set a law to this creation. And what it's saying is it doesn't matter how clever we become, and that cleverness, some people thought that they can read many different types of scriptures, religious scriptures, and intellectually become very sharp and clever in that way. Intellectually, they can know so much. And some people thought that as, as long as we have religious or all of this different type of knowledge, but the Guru is saying that that intellectual knowledge is not enough because it doesn't matter how much intellectual knowledge you have, it's still not going to give you the power to, to alter the how God has created this world. The law behind this creation, it cannot be altered, not even one of your even whatever knowledge you have it doesn't it's not going to work with against god's the way god's creation has been made you cannot alter anything you cannot alter the nature of any of the, the actual elements you cannot alter fire from being fire you cannot alter any of these things but this goes deeper and we'll have to actually go into the the next body to understand this Siyanapa at the next level. So this is where we started from was this question, how do I become the truth? How do I break that illusion of ego and that there's this, just this oneness? Guru Sahib Ji gives the answer which is Hukam Rajai Chalana and some people pronounce the here with a Bindi in the Par they pronounce it in that way Razai because it comes from the word Raza but here Razai can be translated to a noun referring to the one that has made and created the laws of creation so that is referring to God the creator Hukam here is referring to in the very way that all this creation has been created. Rizai Chalana. Walking, Chalana means to walk in the will of the Creator's will. And Nanak is a pause here because it's saying that Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying, Likhya Nal. How do we know how to walk in that Creator's will lick it because guru sahib is saying it's it's written it's inscribed nal with you inside of you now this is where we need to now really focus and grasp this if we look at it in this way that naturally everything is walking and going back to Guru. If we looked at it in this way, that it's not like this, but we're just going to do this as an example, right? 
So you imagine that, imagine here's God, right? At this point, this is God here. Yeah? Naturally, everything is going back towards God, naturally. Back to the truth. Yeah? And what it's saying here is that hukam, so if you imagine this divine will, not just to be the nature of the elements, but the will being that everything naturally is walking back to its origin, to God, to the Creator. Likya Nal is saying that, that within us, uh, there's this natural flow taking us back to God. And we, as human beings, our whole, whole point of spirituality that everything is taking us back to becoming in tune with the, the nature of this creation is slowly going back, back to the creator. We suffer when we resist that nature of going back to God. Being in hukam is being in tune with that inscribed inside of us that is naturally going back. Yeah. All of Guru Granth Sahib Ji's Bani tells us about those things that cause us to resist going back to God. Every time we oppose and we hate, we are resisting that natural flow of going back to God. Every time we fill ourselves with bitterness and not forgiving, we're resisting that natural flow of going back to God. That Likya Nal is talking about that deep intelligence of God that is behind this entire creation is speaking to us that Sabekata Ram Bole, Rama Bole, Rambinako Bole Re. That there's this inside that is constantly speaking to us, that, that intelligence of God, that that you are so wise, that that wisdom of that one that is taking us back to that one is inside of all of us. And every time we then fall into what is God, what, what are those things that take us back there, that described God to be to be that embodiment, the God, God is that love. And every time we fall into love, we, we're now walking back naturally to God. We're in that hukam. So it's not just that. And it's then 
the other part to this is this that whatever is happening is how we respond to it and how much we accept it so for example guru arjan dev ji is being burnt by that hot burning plate that fire how guru arjan dev ji responds to that hot burning plate is then living within that hukum so if that hot burning plate is burning guru arjan dev ji's body guru arjan dev ji isn't the mind isn't in resistance of that fire that is burning so imagine now guru arjan dev ji sitting on this plate and that and and the nature of that fire is to burn guru arjan dev ji's mind isn't in resistance that that fire burns in complete acceptance of the way the creation has been made so if the nature of that fire is to burn guru arjan dev ji's mind is not resisting that burn it's in complete acceptance of it and in complete sweet acceptance of it is sweetly accepting and that's what's referred to as tirakiya mita lage that your doing is sweet and when the nature of this creation when we accept it in a sweet manner there's no resistance to it and in that way then we are continuing in the natural flow of going back to god does so, that mean you don't experience pain then no you still go through physical pain it's how you respond to that physical pain yeah the physical pain is is a part of god's creation got part of god's design it's to make us alert to something it's to say that something here is going on yeah so for example it's not to say that burn wasn't painful yeah we can't talk for for guru arjan dev ji because there are things that certain people can do where they can take their focus and attention and their mind where they can disconnect themselves from physical pain too but that's not the point here the point here is that you can have physical pain but still be in acceptance and not suffer it yeah. you can be in pain and accept it and then you're not suffering the on a mental level of being in pain yeah. you could be suffering just on a physical level but you're not suffering on a mental level because it's on the mental level we resist when we're not resisting so we're still saying you could still be in the sweet will of god is saying that this fire is burning me but then the burn causes physical pain because that's also a part of your makeup of this creation because that is to help me to alert myself towards that something is happening here because like how many times when you start getting burnt and you're not aware because you didn't realize your hand is on something 
But because of the physical pain that the burn has created, has caused, sorry, your mind then goes towards that direction so you can do something about that. You might be able to move your hand away, whatever it is. But the mind isn't resisting that the burn causes pain and that what happens from this heat touching your body, right? There's this acceptance that it causes pain. There's this acceptance that it burns. Yeah? And within that acceptance is walking in that will, is then helping us towards going back. But we are all naturally going back anyway. So it's, we, we don't actually, when somebody says, what do we have to go to go back to God? It's, that's not the actual question. The actual question is, how do we just accept that we are going back to God? We just put it off by resisting. By every time we then, like I said, that example, when we fall into that of starting to hate someone, having bitter feelings towards someone, we're just putting it off. Right? So it's like, we're, imagine we're going this way, we're going this way naturally anyway, we, we oppose, we hate, and then we're, we're, when we're stopping, we're fighting to go back from not going back. And when we let go of that, we start going back again. And then we stop it again. And that the hukam is that everything is going back to God. Naturally, there's a natural flow going back to God. Yeah. But we just do everything possible to not go back. And that's what it means, likyanal. It's already written in you that you're going back, but it's, already, it's, it's actually something is communicating with us from inside and is telling us that every time we do something that is resisting going back, that's when we say something didn't feel right. Something is telling me from inside deeper than I know intellectually. Because what I might have learned intellectually might be telling me at this point it would be right for you to hate on this person. Intellectually, somebody might have taught me that. Our parents don't always teach us not to hate. Some will, some won't. Some will teach us, well, if somebody is like this, then you should hate on them and react this way to them some parents might even teach somebody that if somebody's a certain color then this is how you treat them because they don't know any better so now what i've learned through my senses through my hearing what i now know through my memory is telling me my intellect is coming to that de decision of like i need to i need to treat this certain color in this certain way that's what Guru Sahib Ji means that That's not, that cleverness is not going to work Imagine trying to be clever and out-clevering death of this body like, It can't happen, can it? 
if I resist that this body is one day going to come to an end, it, I'm never going to win that game. Because it's impossible. That's going to happen. That would be my cleverness, trying to play with the nature of what happens to this body. That It's not going to work, is it? Against the hukam, against the law of that one. So, but there's something deeper than what we may have been taught and our intellect comes to a decision of that is telling us this ain't right. But then sometimes that goes quiet. We can't hear anything because the intellect just takes over and thinks that's everything. That's why we need the intervention of a guru is to take us back there, is to tell us what it's going to take, what it's going to be. So this is Hukam Razai Challana Nanak Likya Nal. Nanak here cannot be trans- translated to, to, to say Nanak Likya Nal, that Guru Nanak has written it for us. That's not wrong to say that, that Guru Nanak has written the Hukam for us, what it takes, but that's not what it's saying in this line. Because then there would be an Ankar underneath the Kakka. Here it's, it's got to be a pause, it's got to be Nanak. Small pause, Likyanal. It's already inscribed inside of you, the hukam of that one when you there's this inner knowing that you're going against the grain. So this is the vichar on the first body. Everything from this point onwards you'll see is just gonna expand on this idea now. The second body will just go into more detail of this hukam. And everything will just start making sense when we look at this from that perspective now. So forgive me for my mistakes and hopefully we can all go on this journey of um, where we're not resisting anymore. <laughs> Let, let's find how not to resist. Why Guruji Ka Khalsa? If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, share and subscribe. Please donate and help spread Guruji's message. Link is in the description below. Vaheguruji ka khalsa, Vaheguruji ki fateh.